The Art of Relationships radio show is protected and copyrighted. No use in full or partial is to be used without written consent from Greg Dzinski or The Art of Relationships. Licensed Relationship and Sex Counselor Greg Dzinski's, also known as Master G, The Art of Relationships will cover crucial elements in rebuilding emotional and physical intimacy in your romantic relationships. He will also welcome live calls from listeners in helping with these very challenges. Heard of the old repetitive and tiresome tit-for-tat arguments? Greg gets to the root of couples' challenges in a quick, matter-of-fact format, plus applies compassion and humor. Join in discovering how to improve your romantic relationship and your own life. Listen, laugh, and climax to a happier you. Greg is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan, but to some of us, he is simply known as Master G. Welcome, everybody. This is uh, Greg Dzinski, a.k.a. Master G, as usual. This is the Art of Relationships radio show, and I appreciate everybody checking in. Hopefully, everyone's doing fantastic. I'm going to step outside the relationship realm. Well, it's going to be a relationship with your teen, hopefully. Okay? And going to touch on teen issues revisited. I hit on them. Uh, oh, boy. Probably three weeks ago now, I had a brain fart. Sorry. Um, talked about maybe if substance issues and everything like that, what to look for, even depression, if they're cutting, uh, you know, self-mutilation, everything else that might be involved, what to look for. And I want to hit on more maybe common interests or common issues that teens face that maybe you can help them out. And you as a parent, maybe an uncle, aunt, even listening, older brother, sister, uh, maybe a mentor, can maybe look for aspects and make it feel safe for teens to talk to you and open up. Most teens, I can tell you, they don't feel safe talking to an aunt, uncle. Um, so I want to try to soften you up a little bit so you can make them feel uh, safe about that, okay? Uh, so, uh, please, call in with your comments, questions tonight with school underway into the second week. This is a hot topic. That's why I wanted to bring it up. Give me a call, 586-840-8608. Again, 586-840-8608. You can also join me on live chat. As normal as well, okay? That's up and going now. Check out uh, the Art of Relationships Guru, my website, and also check me out on social media with uh, mostly on Facebook under my name, Greg Dzinski. I try to share everything, so everyone's probably sick of it, but on Facebook, the Art of Relationships uh, radio show page and also the Art of Relationships page as well. Okay? Let's kick it off. Hopefully everybody's doing well on this Wednesday uh, hump night. A lot of issues, you know, teenage, let's face it, uh, they got hormones raging, kicking, estrogen, mood swings, uh, testosterone bursting out the seams, if you will, and 
that's common, right? Everybody knows about it, but how in the hell do you handle it, right? When your teen is going nuts, driving you nuts. And also, believe it or not, most cases, this is a time for a lot of whatever it is, a lot of teenage girls and their mothers clash. Uh, you know, they butt heads. They, I mean, sons do too with dads and everything else. But it seems like this is a very testy Nice choice of words, Greg. But <laughs> issue with teens and their mothers, okay? But going to get in right into some aspects of, about, you know, what to help for or what to look for. Um, if you look for, you know, the typical mood swings up and down, you write it off, you know, as going through puberty. Let's face it, okay? Right around, you know... Girls typically 11, 12, and they're, this is average. Some girls even go through it as young as 9, 10. They start developing. They start kicking up, you know, estrogen, hormone changes going on, and it drives parents nuts, especially girls. And they, girls meaning especially girls, will scare the hell out of the dads. Because, right, they don't want their baby to get pregnant, their baby girl to go in on all this. And I'm going to talk in uh, later on in the show about teenage sexuality and how you're going to handle it. I don't want to say confront it because that might come across as too abrasive. Um, but at how you can handle it, what you can talk about, and be smart about it. And not only settle in your own morals and values. However, I want you to get a reality and check uh, with the real world and what's going out there about teens and teenage sexuality, okay? With teens back in school, a lot of issues I see in the office, and it's starting to get busy with teens. I still, as I think a lot of people might know, I still specialize in you know, seeing teens as well, but my main forte, if you will, or my main special focus has always been relationship sexual issues, and teens, I like working with teens, I have, for the most part, have, can have a lot of fun, and it's sort of cool helping them, and having them trust me with their issues, okay, and a lot of issues that they deal with, going back in school, they might be, you know, great, in the summer, yeah, they're bored, whatever, some especially early teens, they can't work, they're not young enough, or they're young enough, they're not old enough, sorry, uh, they might not have issues, everything might mellow out, and I had a mother that called me today, that, you know, all summer teen was great, back in school, starting to see some similar behaviors from when school year last year was kicking, and I talked to her, and I talked to many, that you're looking at Back in school, you're dealing with teenage drama. You're dealing with insecurities, okay? Insecurities and anxieties tend to go hand in hand. There could be those issues also with the insecurity. Could be, you know, worried about self-esteem issues. I know the old cliche, everyone hears about self-esteem, but it's a real issue, especially with bodily changes going on, physical changes going on with you know, boys and girls, right? Um, you're looking also, how can you deal with those insecurities? And you look at, well, what do you have to be insecure about? You know, they could be uh, nice, attractive teen, very friendly, 
But even them, they can have insecurities and triggers anxiety issues, depression issues, and, you know, fear of fitting in. So what happens when a lot of teens, they have these, they fit in. They might have issues where they might get sick. And it might not be tested, you know, medical doctor, no strep tests, no whatever. But a lot of them tend to be psychosomatic and turn out to be upset stomach. They have flu-like symptoms, but they don't have fevers. They're not breaking out in the sweats or anything. It's just they're sick to their stomach, literally, with anxiety, nervous kicking in, okay? So I want you to hit on these subjects, and I want you to get help as soon as possible. Because, you know, one simple talk might be able to help. And teens can be very, very good. I'm going to face at bullshit and you thinking everything's fine. But it might not be. Okay? So, be open with your teen. Talk to them. Do not criticize them. Oh, you shouldn't feel that way. You're a teen. What You don't know what real life is like. It's real to them. Okay? Do not, oh, you don't pay bills. You have, you're not, you wait till you get older. You don't want to freak them out more. You want them to be safe enough to speak what is going on, that they're not being belittled or criticized for what they feel and what they're going through, okay? So get on their level. Get off your high horse parents and get on their level, emotional level, if you will, and what's going on with them to make them feel safe. And then what can you do to help? That's why I'm covering this, right? So we have the insecurities can stem on, like I already mentioned, body issues, both male, you know, boys and girls. Also, along with body image, what happens with uh, teens is zits, right? Acne issues and the self-esteem that center on those issues. And... You might want to get, you know, medical intervention to help with the acne. Everyone knows about, you know, over-the-counter acne medication. Some work good, some work great. Some might have more severe issues, and intervention, medical intervention might help, okay? So you want to go ahead and look at those situations big time, okay? Look at them, and if they need help. If you have medical insurance, terrific. If not, you might have to apply you know, for Medicaid and everything based on your income. And I, I'm not going to get into the way our health system sucks, and they suck ass. And it's sad how many people still do not have health insurance, and that's a whole different another soapbox I'll get on another time. You want to look at... You know, if they're feeling okay with themselves. And some teams, they don't want to talk. Oh, yeah, I'm fine. And you can see it in their eyes, right? You might be able to see it in their body language, their posture, that something else is going on. You know what? Tell them that you love them and you care and you're there for them. Do not get into belittle and criticizing. I'm going to sound like a broken record, but this is huge, right? Do not belittle their feelings. Oh, you don't know... You know, what it's like until you be an adult. You don't know. It's not about you at this point. It's about your teen. Okay? Insecurities. I talked about body image. Not only that, it could be characteristics. If they're shy. Right? Maybe if everyone thinks they're... Let's go back old school now, right? A dork, a dweeb, a tool. 
What else? Nerd. They're dumb if they have academic challenges, right? If they have to take, you know, maybe special education problems, they have math problems, reading problems, English problems, comprehension problems, that they don't just get it. These stem all surround the insecurity aspects. And these could really bug teens, even though they put on an act, and they can be dynamic at putting on acts with you, thinking everything's fine because they don't want to talk about it. They don't feel safe enough, and they feel almost alone. And they might withdraw from friends. They might withdraw from other family members and everything, too, trying to deal with these on their own, okay? So... Hitting on, you know, the insecurity and anxiety issues and what can be done to, to help them. One thing I mentioned is about talking to them, about getting them to be open up. Again, it is not about your values. It is not about your beliefs at this point, parents. It's about what they're going through, what your teen is going through, what they're experiencing on a daily basis, even with school. Maybe they're afraid to get teased. Maybe they already are getting teased. And after the first break, I'm going to get into that about bullying aspects and um, my thoughts and belief on that. And I could be biased and getting on bullies should be uh, taken care of anyways. I'll cover on that after the break. So talk about what they're afraid of, what their fears are. Sometimes, even though I mention and I term it insecurities, if you come across at teens... Oh, what are your insecurities? You know, what are you insecure about? Right there, you're already sort of throwing out the image that they have an issue. They have something wrong with them. They have a weakness. They already know that. They already feel that. So hit on anything. What's bugging them? You know, what's going on from those aspects? What is bugging you? Lower your voice. Soften it up. I'm here for you. I love you. Whatever you're going through, I want to help you out, man. That's it. That's simple. They might not believe you, but you have to prove it, right? You have to back up how and what you're saying with your actions, parents. Okay? What are you fearful of? What's what's going on? You got to be, man, scared. At this age, all the body changes, yeah, I'd be freaked out. I was freaked out at your age. Ah, talk about your fears or maybe what you went through, too. If you can well, remember way back then in age... Ice ages, sorry, when we're teens. But try to relate with them that you get it. You might not know what they're going through, but you can share similar stories, similar incidences or fears that you had. And they're going to, ah, you know what? They might be able to relate and they get me. And that's going to make them feel safe and open them up to you. Okay? So those are starters. This is the Art of Relationships radio show. Welcome, everybody. Make sure to check out uh, Facebook and check out my website, artofrelationships.guru. Again, please call in 586-840-8608 and join me on live chat. I'm going to take a quick breather, and I'll be back shortly. Thanks so much, people, for joining in and uh, continuous support. Talk to you in a bit. Check out PPRNlive.com. They have shows every Tuesday, Wednesday evening from 7 to 10 p.m. You want some hilarious hosts, hilarious guests, plus upcoming new stars of the band future? Check out PPRNlive.com. If you're looking for that unique, cool fashion statement, check out Shoes by Shea on Facebook. 
She has hand-painted, uh, hand-designed canvas shoes for you, your loved one. It's an inspirational piece unique to your own taste. Check out Shoes by Shay on Facebook. Again, that's Shoes by Shay on Facebook. I see the light in your eyes. It blinds like the sun. A dark indentation in me. A closed wound has healed. And now it's a scar. I've fallen for you. I'm falling hard I don't praise myself falling down Cause when I hit the ground I come running back to This is uh, Master G, Greg Dzinski, the Art of Relationships Radio Show, talking about teen issues revisited. Okay, join me on live chat. That's up, and also please give me a call. I want to help you out. That's what my shows are all about. You, the people, the listeners out there, I want to help people out. That's my passion. Uh, you know, that's my desire, and I'm able to. Fortunately, I'm able to go after my dreams and help people out, um, sort of living the dream. Not rich, but still living my passion and helping others out there. Um, so give me a call, please. 586-840-8608. Going back on teen issues, I left before the break about talking about insecurities. Again, term it as maybe what you're worried about, right? That's less invasive. It's more, it doesn't have a label on it, like an insecurity. Oh, my God, you're insecure. A lot of teens, let's face it, a lot of adults might, what are your insecurities? Oh, my God, I don't have any insecurities. What do you mean? I, they get very defensive. It almost comes across as abrasive, even though it's not what you intended to be, okay? Your intent, again, is to help, and I'm going to try to help you how you talk to them, how you maybe... Get your point across in a very non 
a vase in vase of, sorry, not abrasive, not invasive, and also not as an authority figure manner. Because once you do that, your kids are going to shut down, the teens are going to shut down, and you're done. Okay? This is where I want to try to help. So hit on insecurities. As I mentioned before the break, relate to maybe insecurities you had about that. Most teens, you can, oh, you're beautiful. You're this, you're that. They might, that, those are great, right? You're a great person. You're terrific, a big heart. A lot of times teens might not care what you think. Oh, you're my parent. You're my mom. You're my dad, grandmother, grandparent. Whoever's racing, my, oh, you're telling me that because of this. It's the old adage, you know, a lot of wives, their husband could tell them they're beautiful and they just think they're telling them. And they could be honest and genuine. Even though you're genuine and honest, teens still might think, oh, you're my parent, you're telling me that. You're just blowing smoke up my ass, okay? Hit on more of the personality traits, okay? Key on those as well. You know, you're a good person. you got a huge heart. You love helping your friends. You whatever. Ah, what if they don't have any friends? Then whatever. Then you want to help them maybe try to get professional help, you know, with a good, you know, counselor that's that knows teens. That's good. That doesn't come across as an authority figure, judgmental bias. Oh, my God. There's too many out there, especially in the area where I'm at here in Michigan. You you want to get someone that relates to teens that is sort of down to earth and definitely can relate to teens, okay? So, talked about insecurities, talked about anxieties. They go hand in hand. And about possible psychosomatic issues, headaches, stomach aches. And these might be, even though there's no medical findings, these issues are very, very real. Upset stomachs, you know, diarrhea. Uh, They could even maybe make themselves throw up because they're worried about this. These are stuff that needs to be addressed and they need to be addressed ASAP, okay? Either, you know, talking to them first and that you care you want them to feel safe i get it you don't feel safe talking to me i want to find someone that you feel safe talking to the depression a lot of these issues especially with self-esteem issues can lead to teenage depression or maybe they have issues before it could be a just a chemical imbalance that kicks up the depression and With the hormone changes, everything, it can exacerbate it, right? It can enhance the depression aspect. However, yes, depression in teens can come off. They can come out as being lazy, sleeping all the time, not wanting to be doing anything, not motivated, whatever. Those are, yes, the stereotypical symptoms, but often in a lot of teens, which a lot of people don't realize, and a lot of parents can also come across in anger. They can come across, you know, almost like they have a chip on their shoulder. It comes across anger, violent, maybe snappy. Yes, teens can be this, but this is sort of over the top, and it's not just um, every other day. This is more 
a daily presence, okay, where they have a chip on their shoulder, anger, they hate the world, they think the world hates them, they hate everybody around them, they hate everything's bad, negative, and this is not just one day a week, this tends to be more frequent, it could be every other day, it could be, we'll say more days than not, okay, I'll leave it at that, so that could be a sign of depression, and you might want to talk to them, and they might not want to hear you. They, again, they're trying to push everybody away. They hate everything. Everyone hates them. They got this chip on the shoulder, and you want to get them evaluated by a doctor, a pediatrician, or a doctor, okay? That would be the first aspect, and also try to get them, a good pediatrician or doctor or refer them Ah, to someone like me, right? Like a counselor, okay? That is abreast and that's uh, clued in to adolescent issues and getting clued into them, okay? So depression, you know, is seen in a lot of teens that, and kids in general with academic challenges, right? They think they're stupid. They think they're brain dead. They're not smart. They're idiots. They're lowlifes. They're all this stuff. And it's very difficult when they see maybe friends or other thing, they're doing okay, they're doing maybe even average or doing excelling academics, they look at themselves, I can't do that, therefore I'm dumb, stupid, whatever, and depression sets in, they don't want to try, they don't want to, well, no kid wants to do homework anyways, believe me, I was actually seeing, seeing a te- teen in here earlier, earlier this evening that said, grades are fun. And, you know, school is fun. I like school. Grades are fun. I'm like, what? You you do need my help. I'm joking with the teen a lot. But I, it's fun getting A's and all this stuff. I'm like, oh, boy, we need help with you. <laughs> no, very bright, very bright teen, dynamic teen. Uh, but, you know, they're looking at academic challenges again that they're trying to compare themselves to everybody else. And people... They have learning disabilities, dyslexia, comprehension issues, inability to do math problems. I'm one of them, okay? That self-esteem, it kicks in on all these aspects and it exacerbates the insecurities, the anxieties about fitting in again. I'm dumb on this. So teens get depressed. They might start hanging out with other kids that might be depressed or not feeling good about themselves and they feed, they feed off each other, okay? No one can relate, right? How many parents out there listening to the show have heard that? Have heard your teen, oh, you can't relate. You have no clue what I'm going through. Don't try to compare your life with them. I said earlier, you can try to relate your life insecurities that you went through, but don't try to compare what you went through to what your teen is going through. Got it? That is huge. If instead of trying to compare, you know what? You don't know what I'm going through. You know what? You're right. I don't. Tell me, what are you going through? Ah, you're getting them to feel safe to open up. Tell me, I want, I love you. I want to I want to hear what you're going through. What's so hard for you? Okay? These are huge. You know, they all breed off each other, if you will. The insecurities, anxieties. You have body image. uh, Maybe personality quirks. They don't like themselves. They think of themselves as a loser. Academic challenges. They don't think they're popular. They don't think anybody likes them. These are 
create a huge, huge, huge wall, and it can create ongoing problems if they're not hit on. I get so many teens, and I get, I'll be honest, I'm not politically correct anyways, I think people know that. I get pissed off. I get so many calls, here it is, the last week of school in June. Last week of school, school ended, oh, my teen had issues with school and all this stuff, and here, find out they had issues back in January, back even the first semester, first term when school started. Now they're getting help when school's out. I'm like, really? Yeah, okay, I'm going to try to help, but it's like, why wasn't why why the help put in place when these problems occurred when you first saw signs and oh we thought we could handle we I get it and I, I'm all about trying to help your team but it gets to a point where you need to put your own ego as away parents and do what's best for your teen being a good parent is admitting you might not be able to help you might not have the skills to help that does not make you a bad parent you can learn the skills, and I want to work hand-in-hand hand with you and try, and that's why I'm doing this show tonight. I want you to learn the skills and how you can approach teens and help that. Don't come after your teen. You know what? Look at me. Please look at me when I'm talking to you. Teens will shut down. They think you're trying to throw a control aspect at them, authority figure. Look at me when I'm talking to you. You know what? Don't. Don't do this. In society, we all know, especially in America, you know, you're supposed to look at each other, look at each other, be proud, whatever. Teens don't work that way, okay? Not all teens. Most teens don't. They feel threatened. They feel like they're being judged, criticized, whatever. Don't worry about the eye contact, especially when you see issues going on. Again, don't wait until June when the end of the school year. Hit issues when they come up, when you see them, you might see, you know, personality changes. And I'm not talking, as I did at the beginning of the show, talking about, you know, the hormone changes, you know, up and down. We we all know this. Th- these are more maybe consistent changes. They're there day by day. The insecurities, the withdrawal, depression symptoms, chip on the shoulders I talk about, okay? So, pay attention. Open up to your teen. Again, don't try to compare when you were a teen. (laughs) Don't do it. You're going to think, oh God, that was 100 years ago, Mom. 100 years ago, Dad. Times are different. They are different. Get them to open up and ask them, what are you going through? You're right. I I don't know, but I want to learn. I want to learn from you, and I want to be here. Go from this approach, and you're going to be so much better off and getting your teen to relate to you, okay? Getting your teen to relate to you can be a lot easier. It ain't going to be perfect, not at all. But it, I'm giving you a general sense of trying to get your teen to open up to you and also, you know, a possibility of getting help. You love your teen, okay? Now, after the second break, it's going to be my last break, actually, This evening, I'm going to hit on a topic that scares the shit out of most parents, right? Sexuality and teens exploring sex. Oh my God, I don't, I got to shut off right now. I'm not listening anymore, but I want to try to help you with, with this aspect, okay? And I'll be back shortly. 
Thanks so much, people, for joining in. This is Arda Relationships Radio Show. I'll be back in a few minutes. Thank you so much. Welcome back, everybody. This is uh, Master G, Greg Dzinski, the Art Relationships Radio Show. Please feel free. Give me a call. Please. <laughs> I'm begging. 586-840-8608. Talking about teens and right before last break about, you know, fitting in, how to talk to your teens and how to make your teen maybe fit in to you and how to approach, how to talk to them, okay? And how to ask, maybe go about asking the right questions to get them to open up, okay? And also, before I get into sexuality and everything with your teens, everybody's freaking out or turned out regarding that topic, I want to talk about, you know, other issues to look at are, you know, I talked about about a month ago about drugs and all that aspect okay behaviors changing behaviors and everything else but i want to hit on you know the eating eating disorders that are prevalent even nowadays with teens right they affect boys especially gay boys um and they hit adolescent girls okay so look at you know changes in eating habits everything about eating healthy and even girls with depression and everything, they can overeat and obese. It's almost self-loathing. Also, of course, with bulimia and anorexia, too. Be open. 
do not have the attitude, oh, my teen wouldn't do that. I know my teen. I know my teen left and right, upside down, inside out. I'm going to tell you, parents, a lot of times you might not. And that might be your own ego at stake. So be real, be genuine. We always can improve as parents. We can evolve and grow and become better. Don't look at you know everything. You know your teen left and right, and I'm going to tell you, you could be wrong. You might be right, but I'd, I'd put the odds on that you don't know everything. So don't be shocked. Be open-minded and look and talk to your teen, okay, in a non-invasive, non-authority figure manner. Ah, getting on to the anxiety of most parents is about sexuality, okay? You look at hormones kicking, Girls, boys getting horny and all this stuff. And teenage boy, girls nowadays sorry, are very assertive and aggressive even sexually with boys. I can tell you. I don't want to spook all the parents away. Not all girls are this way, but a lot of them are. And when I was a teenager, we can go back left and right on this. You know, you might have one or two girls, but a lot of them now it's like, Damn, <laughs> there's a lot out there. I'm not spooking you, just making you aware. Open your eyes and look at these aspects. What do you teach your daughter about sex? Do you teach, no, wait till you get married? Unfortunately, you know what? Most of the time, 99%, maybe 98% of the time, that ain't going to work. So, it's already been proven. Every research done no matter who did it, teaching abstinence doesn't work, plain and simple. So, getting on your daughter's 12, 13, 14, ooh, what do you do? What are your views on getting them on birth control? Let's hear it, parents. I want to hear you call in at 586-840-8608 or even throw up chat. Join me in chat room. Throw out your comments. Be pissed at this. I'm going to throw it out there that, what do you do? Do you put your kid, your teenage daughter, on birth control? This is a matter of choice. And I'm going to get, this is what's going to piss you off. Oh, if I put my daughter on birth control, whatever, that's going to consent her to sex. No, it isn't. It is not. You teach her to respect herself. You teach her to respect and stick up for her own boundaries and because she's on birth control, does not promote sex. Period. Got it? A lot of parents think this, so I'm not going to do this. Oh, my God. What what would my mother, you know, grandma think if I put her on birth control? It, it's not about other people. It's about you and your daughter. Got it? So be open. I'm not saying to put it. I'm talking about talking about birth control and all this aspects. And please, a lot of teenage girls, even ladies, they might not be able to go on birth control because of allergic reactions. Some some teenage girls and even adult women can't be on oral contraceptive, the pill, because they might cause blood clots or further risks of cancer. Some people are freaked out and they, they just can't, okay, because the pill causes those problems. They might cause bleeding. They might cause clotting. So you have to be very, very aware and go, you know, to an OB that knows what the hell he or she is doing, okay? And 
the big thing out there, it's been out there for years now, is the depot shot. I'm going to tell you, I am not a huge advocate of the depot shot. Matter of fact, I tell people, don't get it. I tell teens, I tell teen mothers, I'm not a medical physician, but I've seen enough, worked with so many teen girls, even adult women that get the depot shot, okay? Oh, great, they can't get pregnant or whatever. But in a month, I guarantee you, they're going to gain 15 pounds. Two months, they're going to be up to 20 to 30 pounds because of the depot shot, okay? Very, very rare cases do teenage girls or even adult women do not gain weight or maybe only five pounds, but only five pounds can be significant to that individual girl or woman. The depot shot, it's you're going to gain weight, okay? And I understand it might not, might be the only way to, uh, if something happens, condom breaks, whatever, okay? It might be the only way, but... Here, you have a depot shot, you might not get pregnant, but what's that do for your self-esteem, especially your teen with all the issues going on? Here, you're gaining 20, 30 pounds. Oh, they're not getting pregnant. What's that do to your teenage girl's, you know, body image, right? Getting maybe teased, bad, withdrawn. All this stuff it creates from the depot shot. I'm not a huge advocate, and I tell them, if at all possible, do not get it. Again, I'm going to disclose I'm not a medical professional. I'm telling you what I see out there uh, from teen girls that have gotten a depot shot and also adult women. I'm all about, it ain't about me. It's about you guys out there and helping your teens and even the women, teen girls. I don't want you to start hating yourself. Here I gained 20 pounds, 30 pounds because of this shot and all of a sudden, you know what? Oh, great. Now, I hate myself and dealing with all the other teen issues going out there, okay? So, talk to your medical professional, and I'm going to tell you, double, triple, quadruple, think about, check about the depot shot because of the weight gain, and also, not only the weight gain from the depot shots, and this can happen from the oral contraception as well, but... Most of the time from the depot, you have the waking. And I know a lot of women, they have mood swings from the depot shot as well. So you have the weight gain, and then you have possible mood swings. So please, double, triple, quadruple, check, research it. You don't take my word for it. I, I'm all for it. Do your research. Talk to other maybe people that have gotten the depot that you know of if you don't believe me, think I'm BSing you, talk to them, do your research. I'd rather have people double, triple, quadruple check, you know, information, big time, okay? Again, I'm not a medical doctor, okay? But I know enough about it, I know, but I'm contradicting myself, um, and I've seen a lot. Again, I'm all about you and helping you out, and I don't want to cause further problems with self-esteem and everything with it. Got it? Okay. Now, teaching girls, again, respecting themselves, respecting other people, okay? Now, getting on boys, right? Use condoms, right? What do you tell guys? You don't tell your boy, growing up teenage boy, you don't ever pressure a girl to have sex. Ah, you 
don't manipulate a girl to have sex. And if they do, they try to manipulate, beg, plead, throw guilt trips on there, or even, let's face it, physically force them. If they're your son, you need to put them up against the wall if they ever do that. Got it? Okay? Because that's not cool. I'm a guy... I'm a, I was a teenage boy too. I'm a man now. That ain't cool. So you need to teach boys also to respect themselves. If girls go, and like I said, nowadays, these girls are very assertive, very aggressive. Not all, but a lot. And they could be going after the boy, grabbing their package and everything else. And they might think, oh, I'm a, you know what, it's uncomfortable. I need to be a man. I need to be a boy and show it's cool that I like it. They can speak their boundaries too. Hey, knock it off, right? So teach boys to respect themselves and respect girls. And also, what does sex mean to them? What are they getting off of it? Just getting off physically because of the physical pleasure, or are they using sex to build up their own ego? Adults don't do that, do they? <laughs> yes, they do. But teenage boys and girls, you know, they could use it to build up their ego. I'm going to be more liked. We all know this. And this centers on self-esteem. If they're having sex because they're in uh, somebody and they're doing it because they want to. And you know what? What are you going to do? You want to teach them consequences, right? You want to teach them what ifs. What if you get pregnant? What if... Not to freak them out, but to teach them consequences of the actions. They might enjoy sex. They might whatever. But if you get pregnant, what happens if the boy dumps you right after sex because you find out that's all he wanted from you? Guys, boys, believe me, I deal with teenage boys, <clears throat> excuse me, where they lost their virginity and thought they were madly in love with the girl, and the girl just sort of used them for sex. So... Be open and talk about sexuality, okay? <clears throat> Big thing before I leave this evening, you know what? Parents, tell your teens you're trying to teach and help them. You do not have anything to gain by helping them, by trying to teach them, right? You don't have anything to benefit like, let's face it, someone trying to get just a piece of ass off of them, right? Or trying to belittle them, criticize them. You're trying to help them. So remember that. Teach them that. And how do you teach them by what you say? You act apart, right? You do what you say. You make it safe enough for your team to talk to. Okay? This is Greg Dzinski, a.k.a. Master G. Hopefully you learn quite a bit about teens and maybe some insights and i'll do a checkup in a month or so maybe a couple months talking about doing a refresher on teen issues as well and expanding on more i didn't want to overwhelm you with you just give you some quick insights that you can implement tonight you can implement them tonight tomorrow to try to get closer more insights to your teen okay be real be genuine again ask questions not about you it's about your teen be non-invasive, but be caring. Got it? Much love, everybody. Thanks again. This is Master G signing out. I will talk to you Sunday evening. Take care, everybody. Much love, as usual, to everybody out there. Licensed Relationship and Sex Counselor, Greg Dazinski's, also known as Master G, the art of relationships will cover crucial elements in rebuilding emotional and physical intimacy in your romantic relationships. 
He will also welcome live calls from listeners in helping with these very challenges. Heard of the old repetitive and tiresome tit-for-tat arguments? Greg gets to the root of couples' challenges in a quick, matter-of-fact format, plus applies compassion and humor. Join in discovering how to improve your romantic relationship and your own life. Listen, laugh, and climax to a happier you. Greg is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan, but to some of us, he is simply known as Master G. I'm Matt Abdu, executive chef and owner of Pig Beach Barbecue in New York City. Like you, I'm spending more time at home right now, and that means more time cooking for my family. I'm excited to partner with Prairie Fresh to bring you delicious meal ideas inspired by their quality pork, including what's in your pantry, various ways to use leftovers, and even kid-friendly recipes. Because you want to make more than a meal. You want to make a meal time together. Check out my easy recipes on the Making Meal Times page at prairiefresh.com.